Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillahirrabbilalamin Wassalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursalin Sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa habibina wa shafi'ina Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddin Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassilli amri Wahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli Mabad. Respected elders, your brothers and sisters, my young friends, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord and creator and the designer and the sustainer of the universe and of everything that it contains. And we begin by sending peace and salutations upon his beloved messenger, final messenger Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wasallam. I hope, I pray that you are all doing well by the mercy and the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, we are uh, in a very important time, uh, almost in the middle of summer. Uh, the heat uh, can be high, uh, and of course there are still concerns with regards to the pandemic, a number of cases going up and so on. So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to envelop you and your loved ones in his mercy, in his protection, and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to continue to bless you and your family members now, tomorrow, and your future generations till the day of judgment. Ameen, Ya Rabbal Alameen. My brothers and sisters, usually at this time of year, there are hundreds of thousands of pilgrims, Hujjaj, arriving daily in Mecca and Medina for the journey of a lifetime, with it, which is the journey of the Hajj. A very unique, a very special journey. One that millions of people around the world can only dream of and who save money for their entire lives sometimes so that they can have this opportunity to spend 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 days in the Holy Land, in the most sacred places on earth. At this time of year, there would be hundreds of flights arriving daily in Jeddah, in Medina, buses full of people, filled with people. Of course, there are trains now as well. As there were in the past, there was a train line that would run from Damascus to Medina to Manawara during the Ottoman times. Of course, unfortunately, it was destroyed. So buses, uh, trains, uh, trucks even. I remember going for Hajj and seeing trucks that had driven from Russia, from Chechnya. Uh, people coming for Hajj in trucks. People go on bikes. There's always a story almost every year of someone who has biked for Hajj, thousands of kilometers. And some stories even of people walking, you know, someone who really wanted to perform the Hajj was not able to afford the trip. So the person actually walked, you know, through many countries coming from a different continent, you know. And of course, in the past, people would also go on ships and they would ride on camels. And this was a manifestation of the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam 
when he told him, وَأَذِّنْ فِي النَّاسِ بِالْحَجِّ يَأْتُوكَ رِجَالًا وَعَلَى كُلِّ ضَامِرٍ يَأْتِينَ مِنْ كُلِّ فَجِّنَ عَمِيقًا Call all people to the pilgrimage. They will come to you on foot and on every lean camel from every distant path. And subhanAllah, if you read the commentary, the, 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 the tafsir of this ayah, essentially Prophet Ibrahim السلام, was essentially alone when he was given this command. And some reports say that, you know, he asked, how will my voice reach them or how will people find out? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told him or it was said to him, you go ahead and make the call. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take your voice, your invitation to every distant part of the world. And Sayyidina Ibrahim salam did his part. And there's different reports of where he was standing, most likely on a high spot in the mountain, Abu Qubais, which is right beside uh, the Kaaba, or on some other high spot. And he made this call to call people. And people continued to come. And they continued to come every single year. But this year, of course, is very unique. The Hajj will be going ahead, alhamdulillah, but in a very limited capacity. For the first time, and I was doing some reading, Allah knows best, but it appears for the, for the first time in over 700 years. First time in over 700 years that people will not be traveling from around the world to perform, perform the Hajj from outside the land of the Haramain. So alhamdulillah, the hajj will go ahead, but it will be limited due to the pandemic. Due to the pandemic, it will be limited to people who live in the vicinity, who live close by, who do not need to cross international borders to perform the hajj. Now, earlier in the year, the umrah was stopped, and that came as a shock to many people. Many had plans, maybe you did as well, to perform umrah during March break. Uh, the saddest story for me was a flight that was a two actually incidents. One flight that had already departed and the pilgrims, people going to perform the Umrah were going to transfer in Cairo, at Cairo airport to switch over to a flight to Medina. And during their stopover, they were told that the Umrah has been closed and that they will no longer be able to continue their journey. And the second incident, and there may be more like this, were pilgrims in Pakistan who had boarded on their planes, who were ready to take off. And right then, the news came that the Umrah had been closed and therefore they would not be able to proceed. You know, how sad those people must have been. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward them for their good intentions and bring them back when it is safe for them to come. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen. We saw the shocking and saddening images of the empty mataf around the Kaaba. You're so used to seeing thousands of people performing tawaf, performing circumambulation around the Kaaba. And uh, suddenly to see it empty is very sad, very shocking. And at that time, my brothers and sisters, we wondered how long it would last. And alas, it appears that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has willed that almost no one will be invited to visit his house from abroad for this great act of worship. The Hajj, of course, is one of the pillars of Islam, obligatory upon all of those who are able to perform it, who have the health and the means. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, So the pilgrimage to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is described as a duty to Allah for those who have the means. 
Now, many of our brothers and sisters were looking forward to performing Hajj this year, and much, uh, you know, thought, uh, resolve, uh, savings, arrangements had been made. Uh, so there had been a great anxiety and concern this year about their Hajj, which, of course, as we now know, is not going to happen. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala uh, reward you uh, for your good intentions. Ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to reward each of you for a completed, accepted Hajj, and to grant you a safe and accepted Hajj once again. Amin. Ya Rabbal Alameen. Remember, my brothers and sisters, that six years, six years after the Hijrah, six years after the migration from Makkah to Al-Mukarramah to Madinah to Munawwara, it was six years after that, that 1400 companions joined the Prophet to visit Makkah finally. They were eagerly awaiting the opportunity to finally visit the Kaaba and perform tawaf, circumambulation around the Kaaba. But after traveling close to 400 kilometers from Medina, approximately the distance from Medina to Mecca. So after traveling close to 400 kilometers, they were stopped just 20 kilometers, approximately 20 kilometers, 22, 24 kilometers from the Kaaba. They were stopped. They had their ihram on. They were ready to go. But they were stopped and they were not allowed to proceed as they should have been by the people of Mecca. They were extremely disappointed. Can you imagine? Right After six years, people who were in Mecca before, people who had traveled for Hajj, who had traveled to perform Umrah, to perform a, a, a tawaf around the Kaaba, they had to patiently wait for six years and then finally, the Prophet ﷺ, you know, sees a dream and they think that it is a good sign that they will be allowed in. And they're prepared and they have, you know, uh, such a large group of people. So much anticipation, so much love, you know, so much excitement. And just 20, 24 kilometers away from the Kaaba, from where they want to be, where their heart desires to be, at the house of, the first house of worship for Allah Taala, they are turned back. They are stopped and they are not allowed to proceed. Of course, it's a long story, the Treaty of Arabia. But nonetheless, this is something that the Prophet ﷺ and his companions went through. They were extremely disappointed and had to take off their ihram without entering Mecca. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had willed that they would come back the next year in a much better state. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it the same for us as well. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant a reward, uh, grant the reward of an accepted hajj, for a complete accepted hajj for every single brother and sister who was intending to go this year. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant you a much better hajj in future years when it is safe. The Prophet ﷺ likely performed one hajj. Some scholars believe he may have done two before the hijrah, before the migration. The final hajj, the hajjatul wada'ah, was in the 10th year after Hijrah with approximately 114,000 companions. How many? 114,000 companions. So it was big compared to this year's Hajj, which is going to be approximately 1,000 people. The Hajjatul Wada was 
quite large in terms of number and of course in terms of importance as well. And the Prophet ﷺ gave the famous khutbah, the farewell sermon. And if you look at the lessons from the sermon, my brothers and sisters, you know, they're very relevant, especially when we consider the state of the ummah today, which is quite sad. The Prophet ﷺ reminded us about the sacredness of life and property, protecting the life and property of others, especially our brothers and sisters. A reminder that everyone is fully accountable for their deeds. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take each person to account. In this life, sometimes we forget and we behave as if there is no accountability, that we can get away with things. And the reality is, my brothers and sisters, we can't get away with anything because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring each person to account, no matter who they are. Even the prophets will be afraid on the day of judgment due to the judgment and accountability that they will have to face from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and these are the best of people the best people so this is something that we should always be aware of and afraid of as well the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam also said return the goods entrusted to you to their rightful owners hurt no one so that no one may hurt you hurt no one so that no one may hurt you so return the goods that were entrusted to you so be careful about the amana about the trust that has been put in you and hurt no one so that no one may hurt you right a very important principle the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam re-emphasized reminded us about the prohibition of dealing with riba of dealing with most forms of interest the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam also said that beware of shaitan for the safety of your religion he has lost all hope that he will ever be able to lead you astray in big things. Uh, this is also very important. Shaitan has lost all hopes that he will be able to lead you, ever be able to lead you astray in the big things. So beware of following him in the small things, in the seemingly little things, because he knows he won't succeed you with the big things, but he will try to lead you astray, most likely slowly, 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 through seemingly little things. The Prophet ﷺ emphasized the rights of women over men and the rights of men over women. Right? There's a lot of discussion about this area, of course, nowadays. So the Prophet ﷺ has already emphasized this and addressed this. The rights of women over men. So yes, women have rights over men. And also the rights of men over women. So both husband and wife have rights over each other. And also in a family relationship, right? The, 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 the male and females all have rights over each other. Treatment of women with kindness. And this is also something that the Prophet ﷺ emphasized. Modesty and chastity right, in women. The Prophet ﷺ emphasized equality amongst all. right, In terms of race and ethnicity. Blacks, whites, Arabs, non-Arabs, etc. So the Prophet ﷺ talked about racism as well. And in the end, he said... All those who listen to me shall pass on my words to others and those to others again and may, may, and may the last ones understand my words better than those who listen to me directly. Be my witness, O Allah, that I have conveyed your message to your people. So all the things the Prophet ﷺ has emphasized, especially in this final sermon, are things that we need to be reminded about and we should always remember because, of course, they carry great importance Considering the fact he had mentioned them in this important, uh, at this important moment in this important sermon. 
Now this khutbah of course was given on the day of Arafah which is the ninth day of Dhul Hijjah. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has said that Al-Hajj Arafah. That Arafah is Hajj, right? Hajj is Arafah, basically that uh, if you are not, uh, if, a, if a person performing Hajj is not there on the day of Arafah to spend time in Arafah worshiping Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, then their Hajj is going to be incomplete, right? So it's not the only part of the Hajj, but it's the most important part of the Hajj. And it is not just a special day for the people performing Hajj, who of course this year are going to be very limited, but it is a special day for all. And this climax of the Hajj, this day of Arafah, will be taking place on Thursday, inshallah. Coming Thursday, inshallah, will be the ninth of the Hijjah. Now the Prophet wasallam has told us, or we have learned, that it is the day on which the religion was perfected. That the ninth of, uh, of the Hijjah, the day of Arafah, is the day in which the religion was perfected and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's favor was completed. It is reported in uh, uh, Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim, Sahihain, from Umar ibn al Khattab radiallahu anhu, that a Jewish man said to him, that, O oh, Amir al Mu'mineen, there is an ayah in your book. There is an ayah, there's a verse in your book, meaning the Quran, which you recite. If it had come to us, Jewish people, we would have taken that day as an Eid. We would have taken that day as an Eid, as a festival. So Sayyidina Umar said, which ayah is that? So he responded and said that the ayah is, الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, this day I have perfected your religion for you. I have completed, I have perfected your religion for you, completed my favor upon you, and have chosen for you Islam as your religion. And Umar radiallahu anhu said, we know on which day and in which place that was revealed to the Prophet it was when he was standing in Arafah on a Friday. So this was, this occurred on the day of Arafah, which is a special uh, special day, but especially because of this reason also, also that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala completed and perfected the religion for us on that day. Fasting on this day, on the 9th of the Hijjah, on the day of Arafah, is an expiation for two years of misdeeds of sins. It is reported from Abu Qatada radiallahu anhu that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was asked about fasting on the day of Arafah. And the Prophet said that you that expiates for the sins of the previous year and of the coming year, or it could be translated as the remaining year, but essentially the, the, the year that is coming ahead or that the year we are in. This fasting is mustahab, right? It is virtuous for those who are not on Hajj. In the case for the one who is in Hajj, it is not sunnah for them to fast on the day of Arafah because the Prophet ﷺ did not fast on the day of Arafah while performing Hajj. And it is also narrated that he forbade fasting on the day of Arafah uh, in Arafah, meaning for the person who is making Hajj. It is a, a day also of forgiveness of sins and freedom from the fire. The Prophet ﷺ said, that ma min yawmin akthara min an yu'tiq Allahu fihi 'abdan min an-nar min yawm Arafah that there is no day there is no day on which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala frees more people 
from the fire than the day of Arafah. He comes close and expresses his pride to the angels, saying, What do these people want? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes pride in the fact that his servants are seeking his forgiveness, his servants are seeking freedom from the fire, that his servants are seeking acceptance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is also a day of dua, my brothers and sisters, regardless of whether we are in Arafah or not, and of course most of us, well, all of us pretty much are not going to be in Arafah this year. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said that khayru dua dua Arafah. That the best dua, the best of dua is the dua on the day of Arafah. So this is a time on Thursday, inshallah, uh, during the day especially, to make as much dua as we can. And as I mentioned last week, we are not able to be uh, in Hajj. Most people are not able to be in Hajj. There's a great uh, net uh, uh, loss, I guess, of spirituality due to the fewer numbers. So let us try our best, inshallah, to try to increase our response, our turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, increase our spirituality. More so this year than other years, inshallah. No matter what we do from outside of the blessed land, outside of Haramayni Sharifain, it can never make up. Uh, it can never be the same. Uh, it can, you can never make up for that loss of, of not being there, or, or you can't make up you know, the, the, the blessings of actually being there and actually performing the Hajj. You can never get it from anywhere else. And there's a silly article that's being circulated about doing a virtual Hajj. And sometimes I think people just do these things to get some coverage and some free publicity, you know, Allah alam. But doing a virtual hajj, you know, a virtual reality experience, it may be a very, very interesting experience, maybe very educational, right? But in terms of trying to replicate the blessings and the virtues of, of actually performing the hajj physically, that could never be replicated by any form of virtual reality or, or anything else that you can think of. Okay? You have to be there and you have to do it in order to re receive those blessings. Unless, of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses to give it to someone. And that is in Allah's hands, not in our hands. So, brothers and sisters, let us, uh, first of all, uh, recognize that this is a very unique circumstance that we are in. Just like Ramadan passed in a very different way. This moment that we are in right now, this day, these days of Hajj that we're living through, with Hajj being curtailed in this way, as I mentioned earlier, Allah knows best, but perhaps the first time in 700 years that people are not able to travel for Hajj from around the world. Uh, this is uh, a, a historic time, and of course not one to be celebrated, but that one, but one that should be concerning to us as believers. Should be concerning to us as believers, and we should be turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, seeking His forgiveness, seeking his guidance and seeking his mercy and especially especially his forgiveness for our sins and our, our, our shortcomings um, that may have led us to this point and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives all uh, learn about uh, you know the the khutbatul wada the farewell sermon the lessons from the sermon uh, act upon them uh, recognize the value of the day of arafah in terms of fasting and dua and of course the day after the day of arafah is the day of eid al-adha um, so, uh, you know, celebrate the Eid, inshallah, with the sacrifice. Uh, it is either considered to be required by some or an emphasized great sunnah of the Prophet wasallam. Uh, I would say normally try to do it yourself, but most people will not be able to do it themselves this year, especially due to the circumstances. 
but nonetheless, try to partake in it. People ask, okay, should we send it overseas? Should we do it here? I say that, you know, in terms of virtues, it's actually better to do it closer to you and to do it yourself if possible. But in terms of benefit, we know that there are many people around the world who will never get to eat meat, and it will benefit them greatly if we send our sacrifice overseas. So if you're able to, a good practice, if you can, just a personal recommendation, is that you do one yourself here and you send one overseas as well. So that way you get to pull, you know, act upon the sunnah and get the virtues of the sacrifice being close to you uh, and partaking in its meat. And you also get to benefit others as well. Otherwise, if you do it here, of course, you can still share the meat as well with those in need. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our sacrifices. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, grant us his closeness. Ameen, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Uh, there was uh, some uh, sad news uh, this uh, week. Uh, uh, Brother Sharif Al-Antil messaged us and told us that his father-in-law, Farooq Abu uh, Alam, passed away yesterday. Uh, Brother Farooq Sheikh's mother-in-law, Sister Zina Tunisa, also passed away in India. And the mother of our sister, uh, Rasha Sattar, the mother-in-law of Brother Muhammad Mumar, uh, Dr. Hamid Al-Husayni, passed away in Egypt. So let's make dua for them and all of those who have passed away. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka al-shukru kulluh. Wa ilayka yurja'u al-amru kulluh. Allahumma laka alhamdu hatta tarda. Wa laka alhamdu idha radit. Wa laka alhamdu ba'da rida'a. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Allahumma gfir lahum arhamhum. Wa'afihim wa'afu anhum. Wa akrim nuzulahum wa wasi'am atkhalahum. Wasilhum bilma'i wa thalji wal barad. Wa naqtihim ila qataya kama yinaqta thawb al-qabidu min al-danas. Wa abdilhum ziyaran khayran min ziyarihim. وأبدلهم أهلا خيرا من أهلهم وأبدلهم أزواجا خيرا من أزواجهم وأدخلهم الجنة وأعذهم من عذاب القبر وعذاب النار اللهم اغفر لحينا وميتنا وشاهدنا وغائبنا وصغيرنا وكبيرنا وذكرنا وأنثانا اللهم من أحييته منا فأحيه على الإسلام ومن توفيته منا فتوفه على الإيمان والله we ask you to shower your mercy and forgiveness upon all of those who have returned to you يا رب العالمين والله please cure all of our brothers and sisters who are ill Oh Allah, please grant them relief. Oh Allah, please remove everything harmful from their bodies. Oh Allah, our brothers and sisters who are undergoing cancer treatment. Oh Allah, our brother and sisters suffering from long-term pain and injuries. Our brother who is debilitated and sisters who are debilitated by unknown illnesses. Oh Allah, all of those who are ill with COVID-19 or other diseases are at risk of becoming ill. Oh Allah, you are the protector. You are the healer. Oh Allah, please grant them a speedy recovery. Oh Allah, please protect them from all types of illnesses and pain and suffering. Through your power and might, remove their hardships, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O oh Allah, we are helpless in front of you. O oh Allah, there are children who are sick. O oh Allah, there are families who are worried. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, there are elders who are sick. O oh Allah, please grant your, uh, shower your mercy upon all of them. O oh Allah, please grant them speedy recovery and relief from their ailments, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O oh Allah, please protect us, uh, protect us and all of our fellow human beings, especially the frontline workers who are serving others, those who are having to go out. O oh Allah, please protect them. Oh, ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh, Allah, please grant relief to all of those who are in pain, all of those who are in grief, stress, and anxiety. Oh, Allah, please replace all of those feelings with happiness and peace and joy, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh, Allah, please open the doors of halal sustenance for all of those who are in need or in debt. Oh, Allah, those in financial difficulty. Oh, Allah, those who have needs that are unmet. Oh, Allah, please make it easy for them and grant them the relief, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh, Allah, please grant us a good return to you during this life, at the end of this life, and on the day of judgment, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, please make us those who are accepted on the day of Arafah, Ya Rabbul Alameen. Oh Allah, please grant us uh, 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 deliverance from the fire of hell, Ya Rabbul Alameen. 
O oh Allah, please accept and grant all of our halal needs, Ya Rabbil Alameen. O oh Allah, please protect us from all evils, Ya Rabbil Alameen. O oh Allah, please accept all of our calls to you on the day of Arafah, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma ahdina fi man hadayt, wa aafina fi man aafayt, wa tawallana fi man tawallayt, wa barik lana fi ma aafayt. وقنا برحمتك واصرف عنا شر ما قضيت إنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك إنه لا يذل من واليت ولا يعز من عديت تباركت ربنا وتعاليت نستغفرك اللهم من جميع الذنوب والخطايا ونتوب إليك ونؤمن بك ونتوكل عليك اللهم أنت الغني ونحن الفقراء إليك وأنت القوي ونحن الضعفاء إليك اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا كريم اللهم إن نسألك من الخير كله عاجله وآجله ما علمت منه وما لم وما لم نعلم ونعوذ بك من الشر كله عاجله وآجله ما علمنا منه وما لم نعلم اللهم إن نسألك من خير ما سألك منه عبدك ونبيك ونعوذ بك من شر ما عاد به عبدك ونبيك اللهم إن نسألك الجنة وما قرب إليها من قول وعمل ونعوذ بك من النار وما قرب إليها من قول وعمل ونسألك أن تجعل كل قضاء قضيته لنا خيرا يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث يا حي يا قيوم برحمتك نستغيث أصلح لنا شأننا كله ولا تكلنا إلى أفسنا طرفة عين اللهم اجعلنا من كل ضيق مخرجا ومن كل هم فرجا ومن كل بلاء عافيا واستر عوراتنا واصلح نياتنا وذرياتنا واحسن خواتمنا واحفظنا من بين ايدينا ومن خلفنا وعن ايماننا وعن شمائلنا ومن فوقنا ونعوذ بعظمتك ان نغتال من تحتنا يا ذا الجلال والاكرام اللهم اعطنا ولا تحرمنا وكن لنا ولا تكن علينا واختم بالصالحات اعمالنا واشف مرضانا وارحم موتانا وبلغ فيما يرضيك عنا امالنا وارحم ضعفنا واجبر كسرنا يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم لك اسلمنا وبك امنا وعليك توكلنا واليك انبنا وبك خاصمنا واليك حاكمنا فاغفر لنا ما قدمنا وما اخرنا وما اسررنا وما اعلنا انت المقدم وانت المؤخر لا اله الا انت اللهم إنا اللهم ربنا إننا آمنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وقنا عذاب النار اللهم اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غلا للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم اللهم إنا نسألك حبك وحب من يحبك والعمل الذي يبلغنا حبك اللهم ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في الدنيا والآخرة اللهم أنت ربنا لا إله إلا أنت خلقتنا ونحن عبيدك ونحن على عهدك ووعدك ما استطعنا نعوذ بك من شر ما صنعنا نبوء لك بنعمتك علينا ونبوء بذنوبنا فاغفر لنا إنه لا يغفر الذنوب إلا أنت اللهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من القاسرين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت بليها ومولاها اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم أصبح علينا لباس الصحة والعافية وجعلها عونا لنا على طاعتك ومرضاتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ارفع عنا هذا الوباء وهذا البلاء يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم احفظنا من بين يدينا ومن خلفنا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم اجعلنا من كل ضيق مخرجا ومن كل هم فرجا ومن كل بلاء عافية 
اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا وعملا متقبلا ورزقا حلالا واسعا ولسانا ذاكرا وقلبا خاشعا ولسانا وقلبا خاشعا وشفاء من كل داء اللهم ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما اللهم احسن عاقبتنا في الامور كلها واجرنا من خزي الدنيا وعذاب الاخره اللهم انا نسالك فعل الخيرات وترك المنكرات وحب المساكين وان تغفر لنا وترحمنا واذا اردت بقوم فتنه فاقبضنا اليك غير مفتونين يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم انا نعوذ بك من قلب لا يخشع ومن الدعاء لا يسمع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن علم لا ينفع اللهم انا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن والعجز والكسل والبخل والجبن ودلع الدين وغلبة الرجال اللهم ارزقنا قبل الموت توبه وعند الموت شهاده وبعد الموت جنه يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمه اللهم ارزقنا حسن الخاتمه اللهم حاسبنا حسابا يسيرا اللهم حاسبنا حسابا يسيرا اللهم بارك في اعمار ابائنا وامهاتنا ومتعهم بالصحه والعافيه اللهم ارحم من انتقل منهم الى رحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم حرر المسجونين المظلومين خصوصا في بلاد المسلمين يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم اعز الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم الف بين قلوب المسلمين ووحد صفوفهم واصلح قادتهم واجمع كلمتهم للحق يا رب العالمين اللهم اصلح احوال المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم حرر فلسطين والمسجد الاقصى يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم احفظ وانصر اخواننا واخواتنا في كل مكان خصوصا في بورما وفي فلسطين وفي الصين وفي كشمير وفي الهند وفي سريلانكا وفي سوريا وفي العراق وفي اليمن وفي سومال وفي ليبيا وفي افغانستان وفي كل مكان اللهم انصر المستضعفين في كل مكان وحقق لهم النصر والفتح المبين يا رب العالمين اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم صلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا Arrangements, by the way, for with regards to Eid prayer uh, are being uh, made right now. So, inshallah, we will announce on by Wednesday what those arrangements will be.